0: Back to the Conversational Marketing Podcast. We are so excited today to have Jess Engel from Sigster with us. Jess is an early adopter of conversational marketing. She's been a Drift customer for Over a year, I actually remember her sales process on the other side. She was definitely one of the champions in implementing and really running with conversational marketing in her organization at Sigster. Jess is also nominated for the ABM Innovator of the Year by Flip My Funnel, which is crazy impressive. She has consistently been at the forefront of marketing technology and adopting new techniques.
1: We know Sigster as an email signature tool, but they're so much more than that. They're A brand people know before they really even know what the product does. So we're so excited to talk to Jess today and learn more about some campaigns she's done that you guys can swipe right now. Jess, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're so excited to have you.
2: Thanks, guys.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So Let's start off with an easy question. What do you do at Sixter?
2: Sure. So I run our demand gen program. I manage our marketing tech stack. So that includes everything from HubSpot, Terminus, Drift, obviously. And I just make sure our customer journey is really optimized and that we're maximizing our conversions through all these digital channels.
1: That's great. And how does conversational marketing sort of fit into your day-to-day?
2: You know, I think that was the amazing thing about Drift is that the conversational marketing piece just really fit seamlessly into all of those channels I mentioned. We've just kind of sprinkled Drift call to actions throughout everything from, you name it, email nurtures, uh, buttons on our website, sigster banners, because it's really organic and it just aligns to our brand, which we're trying to always keep approachable and friendly. So it's kind of layered everywhere.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I think you guys were one of the first people to really adopt conversational marketing and some more advanced tools like Drift links, which are triggered off of those buttons. I see just on your site, so much conversational marketing sprinkled in and not just on your site and through Drift, but through so much of what you guys do as a company through your marketing efforts.
2: Yeah, we love it. It just gives it just something additional. And I think it's in a way it's kind of playful and we keep our marketing that way. So just being able to use it as one more touch point through whatever campaign we're planning, it's like, okay, how can we use Drift here? How can we put this in a campaign? So with the Sigster and the uh, Drift integration, I mean, that's been fun to play with. So yeah, I think that it's just always fun to work with someone who is innovative. And if I see you know, the little rocket ship icon in my <laughs> Drift app. I'm like, okay, what are you guys up to? What could
0: I use? What could I do differently? So yeah. That's awesome. So we've been stalking you on like, <laughs> just to see like what you've been up to. And you seem to create really comprehensive campaigns that combine a bunch of tools, like your own Drift and Sendoso. And I think mm-hmm. marketers probably want to swipe some of those from and so how do you begin planning one of these campaigns? Like what goes into the brainstorming process of, okay, we're going to start off on this platform and then move communications over to this platform and then tie it into this platform?
2: Yeah, I think that is the most fun part of my job. I love it. So for me, I think it's, it's also that I'm just, I'm part of a really fun creative team. We're, they're just a crazy bunch and we all just kind of sit around together we call it marketing island. There's legit a fake palm tree. We just take fun really seriously here. And I think it's, it's not so much formalized brainstorming sessions. It's just kind of organic. We'll start thinking about a campaign. We will literally just toss out crazy themes. I think that's why I love it because you just get praised for your creativity. And it's just kind of there are no wrong answers. Once we've decided on whatever that theme is, we do, we kind of lay out all the different pieces of our tech stack and how we can carry that through. So we'll start, you know, for example, like, okay, here's the HubSpot list with maybe ABM targets that we want to interact with. And then we'll say that links to a Sigster banner, which could link to a Drift conversational landing page, which could take you to an Uberflip stream of content. So we just kind of think how far could we take this and where else could we create this? And if the end is even, hey, let's create a sticker, custom sticker, or something to go along with it, it's like that's that's just how we kind of have evolved our, our campaign planning and it really just works for us. So I'm glad that it kind of comes across
1: because we do think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah, the, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something that a lot of marketers should swipe. Yeah. That's how we think about our campaigns as well. We lay out in a wiki who's doing what and with that, what
0: tools they're using and how far they can take it. And Sarah can speak more to that. Yeah. We have a channel specific marketing team. So everyone knows so much about their specific channel. So when we're integrated campaigns manager who comes to the table and she's like, Hey, we want to do this Drift and Marketo campaign what superpowers can we all bring now to the table? The landing page we have to optimize. There's traffic we have to drive to the page. There's direct mail components that come in a lot. There's social, there's a social takeover sometimes. And it's it's really cool to see that other companies think about this in the same way, where you all bring your own superpowers, and those superpowers also come within your tech stack.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were joking just the other day because... Everyone took one of those tests. They've kind of been going around on LinkedIn and so forth where everyone shows their strengths. And we were all a little bit different, which was kind of, we were were joking. It's like, oh, the marketing team's you know, collecting all the Pokemon characters, like everyone is a little bit different, but we all work together. But it's like having that mix of skills, like having that skill set just in a little circle where Brad is our content guru. And Justin, he's just amazing. He's a rock star. He comes up with all great, just random ideas. And I'm on the digital side. But we all just can throw out different things and everyone kind of just knows what they're supposed to do. It's like, we have the theme run with it to your channels. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's great advice just generally for hiring too. Like not looking for someone that is a replica of you, but within your marketing team, where are we lacking in this place? Where could we use that super power hero mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of like a culture fit, but a culture ad. Yeah. And that's something that you see our CEO has talked a lot about. Totally. Yeah. agree. Awesome. So, I've seen some Sigster campaigns make a ton of noise. Most recently, your ABM campaign for rescuing a dog in the name of your target accounts. This is something that (laughs) immediately in our swipe file look at this. This is so cool. What an amazing way to reach out to people and also give back. So the noise on social seems to contribute to creating a brand that many go and trust. I mean, I've just recently met the Sigzer team at Hypergrowth San Francisco. But before that, I felt like you guys were my friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) We feel that way too. (laughs) Creating this sort of virality on social. And then, you know, more than that, this sort of trust that you guys have.
2: Yeah, I mean... It's Indiana, so I I joke. It's just this Midwest friendliness that hopefully just you know comes across. But but with that campaign, I think what happened there was you know we did an, an offsite where marketing and sales we just brainstormed different ideas. And I think the thing that really resonated with that is that came from all the employees weighing in about what would be a great idea. And everyone here is really passionate about dogs. We have office dogs. We encourage people to bring their dogs in. So that's what was really important. It was like for something to go viral, it's a lot simpler when it's something that everyone is passionate about. They can speak to, um, on LinkedIn, I saw a lot of people sharing images of their own dogs and telling their own stories. And that's a little bit easier than telling people, oh, this is the campaign you're doing. Get excited about it. It's like, this just happened because everyone's like, we love dogs. Let's talk about dogs. We have another layer to that where we want to go. And I think it's called like freedom for a day, where you can go to a shelter and you can take a dog out for like a walk or they can hang out for the day at the office or something along those lines. And again, everyone was just like, you know, losing their minds over that idea. So generating that buzz again. It's like, if you can create that authenticity, it's because
0: that's what it is. Yeah, totally. So I love that. And I think that's so cool that your team could take something from a brainstorm and actually execute on that. And I kind of wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that because I think a lot of marketing teams can fall into this routine of brainstorming and then going back to their regular scheduled activities and not actually like following through on the campaign that everyone just got so jazzed about. How did you facilitate the actual execution of this idea after the brainstorm? So again, I
2: mean, I just always have to like throw kudos to my team, but we work really closely with sales. We've really drank the ABM Kool-Aid. So on our sales side, we have Sarah and she's amazing. And she just went and did all the organization on the shelter side, working with the Humane Society and figuring that out. And then again, like on our side, I mean, it's a a mixture of Asana tasks, (laughs) which we've gotten a lot better at actually planning. We were getting to a point where I think Marketing Island was coming up with ideas and throwing out different campaigns. And sometimes they would get stuck, they would die on the vine. And now we're getting a little bit more dialed. Again, just saying, everybody, these are your tasks, do them independently. And then when we come back, like it just merges together. So again, I have to throw some respect her way because she just did that so fast. I mean, I think we thought about that on like a Friday and by Tuesday, it was like, all right, it's happening. We're doing it. <laughs> you know, so, so again, just a really great support team.
1: And how do you measure the overall surround sound effect that that campaign makes or that generally your campaigns make?
2: Yeah, it's a mix. So some channels I can use Salesforce campaigns if it's tied to certain forms and things along those lines. With Sigster, you can do things with UTM and just see how it's driving traffic and see, you know, the spike that it's in the surge that it's creating. Sometimes it's just a feel because with a campaign like this, I mean, it's based on demos. So we can just say, all right, we're tracking demos now. And, and a lot of times it's just actually getting human responses, emails and LinkedIn messages. And just, you can feel the energy about a campaign and say, okay, this is really working. So it's a mixture of all those things, but I would say at the heart of it, I do love my salesforce tracking so I would say for this that's probably how I can like 100% say okay this is you know driving x amount of opportunities.
0: I love that you also mentioned it's just a feeling because for a lot of things that go into implementing something even remotely conversational like this ABM campaign I would consider like very conversational because you're trying to start a conversation with your target accounts. It's not always just Like how many demos were booked and how much pipeline was influenced, but like, how did it make people feel? And I think like building a brand and going alongside of those things is really integral in creating a conversational marketing strategy.
2: That's so true. I mean, before I even got to Sigster, I found a whole line of blogs that they had created. I can't take credit for any of them. It was like the OG Sixers created this and it was what if like your favorite characters had email signatures and it was all funny characters. And I got lost. I mean, I was reading them. I went down like a dark hole of reading these and they were so funny. And I felt like the spirit of Sixer before I walked in the door. I'm like, oh, I get these people. Like they're funny. They like all these different crazy ideas. And it also helped me understand what Sixer did. I'm coming from a B2C world. I don't even know really what B2B, you know, what's like hot in in the marketing world. So when I when I first saw those, it it also helped me understand the platform and like what everyone was selling and what email signatures, but in a fun way, in a creative way, that I was like, okay, this this makes a lot of sense and shows you that B2B can be just as creative which was also fantastic to see. And you guys do such a great... With that too. It's like you guys have created a fun brand. And I think I'm seeing more of that now, which is really exciting.
0: Okay. We have waited long enough. What <laughs> about your stickers? That Sammy and I are obsessed with your stickers. And so you mentioned it a little bit in, when we were talking about your campaign process that like it's always something that you think about when you're adding a piece of this sort of direct mail component to your campaigns. Who decides what they are? <laughs>
2: Oh, man. So I would say (laughs) Justin probably started this. I think the first sticker was email will never die, which really resonated with people. And and I don't think email has died. So yeah, is prophetic too. But now it's just again, sometimes it's just we think of a one off random sticker. And we're like, we have to have this. I mean, recently, we created like a Sigster sticker influenced by like friends. I'm sorry to all the Seinfeld people out there. (laughs) Maybe we'll come out with that too. (laughs) But you know, sometimes it's just like, oh, we need to do just a run of this. It's just too great not to have. And other times it really is just tied to whatever campaign we're doing. We had pretty recently a new ebook come out about ABM and it's our otter biography. There's an actual otter as the mascot. And so you need otter stickers to go with it. And really, it's awesome because it's like a soft call to action in a lot of places. And to go back to Drift, I mean, I scatter little calls to action of getting stickers throughout my Drift playbooks because sometimes people are like, "Eh, I don't want to chat right now. And you're like, well, could I interest you in a sticker? We call it Adhesive happiness over here. So a lot of times I can get the conversation started or restarted if I say, okay, but maybe you'd like a sticker. (laughs) And then all of a sudden we can start talking about that.
1: I love that. A little piece of happiness. That's such an amazing fallback call to action.
2: It's really hard to say, like, no, I don't want I don't want adhesive happiness. No, thank you.
1: (laughs) You're also you're enabling your buyers or your community to take an action. And part of something we talk about, again, back to one of DC's sort of things that he likes to, to instill in us is give, give, give. I think that's another aspect of that
0: give, give, give. And then you also have this little piece of adhesive happiness branded with your name that right. your prospect is then staring at. With like a positive <laughs> feeling in their heart about Sixter.
2: Recently, we created a a line of persona-based stickers. And if you go down a certain email nurture at the very end, it's like your reward. Like, okay, you got inundated with a couple welcome emails, but would you like a personal sticker that speaks to your passion? If Whether you're a digital marketer, event planner, content marketer. So even that, just tying it in, there's so many different ways that you can play with them. But really happy that this is a thing here, because it does add like a fun element. And it's fun that you guys even recognize that as part of the brand, because sometimes you take it for granted when it's your company. So
0: that's taking persona marketing to the next level. And we silently (laughs) (laughs) That's so smart.
2: Uh, well, that's awesome. So yeah, I'll have to figure
1: out a new sticker for you guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, it's clear that Sigster thinks about conversational marketing and how it can fit into every single part of their strategy, multi channel. And something that I saw really recently at Hypergrowth San Francisco is how you used conversational marketing and your stickers and your swag and your whole brand in coming to the event. Can you talk a little bit about what you did with the conversational landing page and how it related to uh, coming to Hypergrowth?
2: I love that campaign. That just tied everything together so perfectly because for a while, I'd been playing with that idea. There's the capability in Drift to use keywords. And we had used it back in the day. I think our event planner, Bailey, had used it for a Twitter post and just said, hey, if you drop the word coffee on our Drift playbook, it's going to route you for like a free coffee. We got all this fun little buzz. And so I'd been playing around with the password idea for a while. So we thought, what if there was a secret swag bag, and you could only get it if you use the Drift and Sixter integration. Playing off that, we sent an email that had a Sixter banner and said, click to get the password, and that took you to a conversational Drift landing page, which had a nice PDF that talked about the integration on one side, and then on the other side said, are you ready to get the password And, and it was great because obviously people want their swag, but then it was great because we drove traffic to the booth and we started some conversations that way. And again, it was, it was just this perfect symbiotic relationship and just a great way again, to really think about new creative ways, whether it's events, whether it's putting drift on our website, just. I really think that that demonstrated just all the fun things that you can do when you really think about all the features that are at
0: your fingertips. 100%. I love that. So when someone hears email signatures, they might not associate that feature with a conversational or marketing tool, but you just described something very conversational and very marketing campaign centric. So what's been the aha moment that you've seen work best when you explain why people should be using a tool like Sigster?
2: I came from agency life before. And so I think when I would talk to clients and it was just always the topic of conversation of like, I created all this amazing content or I'm promoting these events, but like, where else can I share this information? And you talk about all the traditional channels, display and social and marketing emails. But in the modern world, we're just so inundated with messaging. Sometimes it is really hard to break through all that. So I think the amazing thing about Sigster, especially in a B2B world, is that it occupies a place that professionals just use all day long. I mean, whether we like it or not, we are living in email. So when each conversation, even internal conversations within Sigster, have that personal banner, that message, it's like you're already in a mindset to receive it a little bit more authentically. And it's in a space where you it's kind of isolated. You know, you're you're having a conversation, it's real, it's with another human and it's just kind of away from all of that other noise. So it's kind of a perfect place that I think a lot of people don't think of. And yet we all use it and we have it. We call it kind of like you've got a little army of micro marketers all the time working behind the scenes because every employee is sending out an email. So I think when I present it like that to people, they're like, oh, all right, makes sense. Why are we not doing this?
1: That makes total sense. Okay, Jess, you have made it to our lightning round of questions. We're going to ask you a quick series of questions that we ask every guest just to get to know you a little bit better. Awesome. All right. So what makes you you and how do you
2: bring that into your job? Gosh, I'm an artist on the side in my side life. So I think – I think that creativity just comes through a little bit on the day to day. I'm from Colorado. I tend to paint mountains or anything that would be near mountains. And I love that kind of adventure lifestyle that goes along with that. So things that challenge me, things that push me, take me outside of my comfort zone. I feel like that's translated with, you know, even, I don't know, trying to explore the tech stack in a more detail or trying to push yourself in a way that, again, takes you outside of your comfort zone. So I think that translates to my work. And I think that artistic side comes through when I
0: bug the design team to their limit. (laughs) Next question. What's one tool that you cannot live without? It can be personal or professional. Oh,
2: gosh. Google Maps, just to get me through life. I don't understand how anyone could, you know, live life without the Google Maps. But on a professional level, I would say I found a company called BeFree.io and they make it really simple so that you can design responsive and mobile-friendly emails. And that really saved my life. I have to say, I, I love using them. I've recommended them to quite a few people. I hope it helps somebody else out there. But again, sometimes you just don't have time. You don't have the resources. And that's just definitely saved me. Okay, here's one of my favorite
1: questions. Let's say you're at a trade show. You're meeting someone for the first time. What's your favorite conversation starter? Oh gosh! Like
2: my brain instantly went to like friends and Joey and being like, "How you doing?" And now I'm like, well, "Why did it go there?" Probably the friend sticker, the Sixer sticker. Gosh, you know, honestly, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to probably. Probably where are you from? I know that's so cliche, but it'll get the conversation started. It'll probably be whether it's uh, oh you're from Colorado too or you're you know I could I could work with
0: that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely okay, last one when was the last time you had a flawless buying experience?
2: the online holiday shopping and we're approaching Christmas and everything. I bought something from that sock company Bombas online. And I think the thing that was, they stalked me perfectly on Instagram. They gave me the ad that I wanted, you know, with the perfect Alpine socks that they just know I need. And then I had some kind of issue and I handled the entire thing through their chat which you would appreciate. So within minutes, it was like, oh, we're sending you a refund. They're on the way. And it was seamless. And I recommended them to so many people. And that was all done with a happy little chat bot.
1: So I love that.
0: That's so fun.
1: <laughs> Jess, thank you so much. We've learned so much from you. Oh,
2: thanks for having me. This is really fun, guys.